Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 33 of Revelation chapter 18. We're going to be reading verses 22 and 23. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And I'll stop reading there. Now, last time we were looking at verse 22, we saw the voice of harpers, musicians, pipers, and trumpeters had to do with the gospel and and a, a God likens it's another figure that he uses in in the Bible. He likens the gospel to the playing of music. That's why in First Chronicles twenty five he speaks of prophesying upon the heart, and it's why the um, people of God, those that had gotten the victory over the beast, are harping with harps in Revelation chapter fifteen. And so here when the Lord says that these musical instruments, the voice of the harpers, musicians, pipers, and trumpeters, shall be heard no more at all in thee. We know it is teaching. There will be no more hearing of the gospel. It doesn't mean there's no more Bible. It doesn't mean there's there's not people preaching or teaching from the Bible or that there's no scripture reading. We still have that today. You, you can find that in the church or outside of the church. You can hear the Bible practically anywhere today on the internet and, and so forth. But the one thing necessary, the one needful thing that must be present in order for there to be salvation is the Spirit of God opening the ears. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. And that requires God's Spirit to save, and in salvation, eyes are given, uh, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears are given to the one that has become saved, and now they can hear the voice of Christ. They can hear the word of God, really, for the first time. Well, no more. No more in Babylon. No more in the world. It, it will be heard no more at all in thee. That means that what took place on May 21, 2011, is a permanent condition for the world. And it will never be taken back. God uh, did not shut the door, only to open it at a later point. What God has shut, no man can open. 
and and God certainly is not going to open it. That's why when the professed Christian comes knocking at the door, and, and Christ is the door, and saying, Lord, Lord, open, and, and let me in, the response is, uh, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. There is no opening of the door. The salvation program of God has ended. All right, let's continue here in verse 22. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Now, we discussed the millstone back in verse 21. In the millstone, you you grind the the meal for flour, and it relates to the gospel, the preparation of the gospel and the food uh, who would be Christ, the meat of the gospel. Well, the sound of a millstone being heard no more at all is is just like the musical instruments being heard no more at all. No more gospel hearing. There's a famine of hearing in the land. The Holy Spirit is not operating to save. But what about the craftsman? Uh, no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. What does God mean by this? What does the craftsman point to? Well, the, the word craftsman can relate to those that make idols. We find this in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. We'll just look in Acts chapter 19. And it says uh, in verse 24, For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know, by this craft we have our wealth. And he's talking about the making of the goddess Diana, which was the goddess of the Ephesians, and the Apostle Paul had brought the true gospel that says there is one God, not made with hands, and it was ruining their business, and and that's what they're upset about. But the word craftsman related to the building of the idol. But the the craftsman in view in Revelation 18, where God is um, really, it, it's a lament, it, it, it's a terrible thing that there's no more craftsman of whatsoever craft he be uh, who can be found anymore. And, of course, if you could not find those that built idols, whether physical idols or spiritual idols that are carved and made out of the minds of men with their doctrine and false gospels, well, that wouldn't be a horrible thing at all. That would be a positive, a good thing, that that there would be no more uh, idolatrous people who, who are making idols of one kind or another. So it doesn't mean that. God isn't referring to that. Well, then what else could be in view? Well, the craftsman is God himself. God himself is called a craftsman, uh, although that word isn't used, but the Greek word translated as craftsman in 
uh, Revelation 18 and in the verse we just read in Acts 19 is also used in Hebrews chapter 11, translated another way. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 10, For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And the English word builder is a translation of the Greek word that's translated craftsman. So we could read this, for he looked for a city which has foundations, whose craftsman and maker is God. God is the craftsman of the heavenly city, Jerusalem. And and that city, we know, it's a spiritual city, and it's comprised of all of God's elect. Remember, uh, New Jerusalem comes down as a bride prepared for her husband later on in the book of Revelation. And, and so New Jerusalem is the bride of Christ. It is all those that God has saved. And God is the craftsman. We are the house. As it says in Hebrews 3, Christ is a son over his own house. Whose house are we? God has been building his house. He He is the designer and the maker of it. And he is the the one who has constructed it and formed it. And he made the pattern. He followed the pattern and so forth. He is the craftsman that built the spiritual house of the elect who, who built the spiritual city of God. And it is that craftsman that will not be found anymore, no matter whatsoever craft let me go back to Revelation 18 again and verse 22, the uh, middle of the verse, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be. And, and by the way, uh, God is a craftsman. And in the Old Testament, the word craftsman is translated a couple different ways. Um, the word, the Hebrew word in Strong's Concordance, is number 2796. Please check it out. And it's translated as artificer. It's translated as smith. It's translated as craftsman. And it's translated as carpenter. Uh, a carpenter is a craftsman. And it, it's the same Hebrew word that we find in the Old Testament. And, and that helps us also to understand that Jesus then is a craftsman because of what we read in Mark chapter 6 in verse 3 concerning Christ's occupation. It says in Mark 6, 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. That is, they knew him. They knew the work that he did, his occupation. He was a carpenter. Can you imagine just, um, he wasn't the typical carpenter. I'm sure he was perfect at his job, outstanding at, at everything he did. Yet, it's a typical occupation. It's, it's what other men are, carpenters and smiths and so forth. It's just a craftsman. And this craftsman, 
is going about healing people and on the Sabbath day and and performing these miracles and and so they're they're wondering, hey, we know his mother, we know his brothers, we know his sisters, we know um, the sort of work he does, and and so Christ responds to them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, uh, because they just wouldn't believe it. No, not not somebody who's a carpenter. Hey, he can't be the Messiah. And yet that was the case. The craftsman, the Lord Jesus Christ, the carpenter, was eternal God in the flesh, the Messiah. And and what a perfect occupation for him, because, again, in Hebrews 3, he's a son over his own house, whose house are we. And he's the one who built the house, he, he laid the foundation of himself, and then he started adding living stones upon that foundation, one after another, as he saved his people all throughout the history of the world. And in so doing, he spiritually performed the task of a craftsman and in constructing his own house. But, you know, it's also interesting in Matthew 13... In Matthew chapter 13, which is a parallel statement, it says in Matthew 13, um, in, in verse, uh, 54 and 55. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Well, here, if you caught the difference, it says that he is the carpenter's son. And and doesn't say he's the carpenter, but he's the carpenter's son, where Mark 6, 3 said he is the carpenter. And this is exactly uh, how God wrote the Bible. And it's uh, a trap and a snare for the ungodly, for the unsaved individual who wants to deny the Bible is the word of God and wants to find fault, well, they uh, this is another uh, instance where they can go to two verses and say, see, the Bible has a mistake and an error. There is no mistake of any kind, no error, and it's just simply God is emphasizing Christ's work as a carpenter in Mark, and he's emphasizing the fact that Joseph, his stepfather, was a carpenter also. And it's actually very typical for a father to teach his son a craft and the profession of carpentry. And actually, I know people today and families today that do the very same thing. The, the father teaches the son, and the father is a carpenter and the son's a carpenter. 
Well, likewise, Joseph was a carpenter, and Christ was a carpenter, and historically, they were both carpenters. Spiritually, Christ is the craftsman, the carpenter, and so is God. As it says in Hebrews 11.10, God is the builder, the craftsman, and maker of the city of God. And, And so the Father is a carpenter, and the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is a carpenter spiritually as well. They're both craftsmen, and and therefore when Revelation 18 is making this horrible statement, it, it doesn't get any worse than this, when uh, it, it says, and no craftsman, no builder, who is God, uh, who, no carpenter, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. It, it's the same judgment that came upon the churches and congregations where the Lord Jesus uh, abandoned the church. He departed out and and as a result, you could not find Christ nor the Father nor the Holy Spirit within the congregations. It doesn't mean, of course, that God isn't still everywhere and didn't know what was happening. Yes, but in the sense that he was no longer working within the churches, blessing his word to the hearts of the members of the congregation, to the people under the hearing of the Bible, in all churches in the world, is what it means that Christ left the church, and and even though he was still in the world, fully knowledgeable of every uh, happening, every word, every thought of every individual in the church, he didn't leave in that sense, but as far as the work of salvation went, as far as opening the ears of the hearers went and performing the craft of salvation and building that house of God, well, that no longer was taking place in the churches and congregations of the world. And that's exactly what God did on May 21, 2011. He finished his house. He completed the spiritual structure of the house of God all the elect uh, were found. All the lost sheep of the house of Israel were found. And all the living stones were put into place and so forth. And and so at some point, the craftsman or the builder of the city, he completes the project. He completes the task that he was given. And that's what the Lord Jesus did. He finished the work. And it was during the 12-hour day in which a man works. And then the night comes, according to John 9, in which no man can work. So the Lord Jesus, who is that craftsman, went about the business in his occupation of working in the day of salvation while it was day. But then the night comes and the work is complete. The work has been finished. 
Now, no man works, and and Christ has, in a sense, uh, we could say, put down his tools of construction because he has ended the building project. It is complete, and and therefore there is no more work to be done. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.